Movies Are a Thing is a weekly podcast going over the movies premiering this week and any other movie-related tangents we decide to venture off onto. Hello and welcome to Movies Are a Thing. My name is John. And I'm Travis. And here are the movies premiering this week. It's Travis. Yes, sir. What's up, man? <laughs> How was your week, Ben, man? Oh, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Uh, you know, just working. You normal. Uh, just uh, getting ready for the big, big weekend that we're going to be talking about. So mm-hmm. it's been it's it's been fun. Um, let's see. Did I watch anything? Oh, yeah. I did watch a little movie this weekend. Just a little one? Yeah, just a little one. Um it was Bird Box Barcelona, wasn't it? It certainly was. You got me. No, 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 no. I watched uh, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. <laughs> Very nice. Very nice. How was it, man? Oh, so good. Yeah? So, so good. Um, it's with, well, at, at the theater I work at, it is three hours with trailers, and it flies by so fast. Ooh, nice. The action is amazing. Um, the last half an hour of it is amazing and worth it alone. Really? Yes. Nice. Um, I would say go see it on the biggest screen possible. While you can. While, yeah, while you can. Um, Preferably this week, because I'm sure a lot of theaters are going to be dropping it, considering Oppenheimer opens the weekend. Well, at least dropping it from their biggest screens. Right, right. Okay, okay, very nice, very nice. Yeah. How was it, ba- how was it uh, seeing all of the uh, old cast back? Or some of the old cast, I should say. Um, let's see. Well, we got Ving Rhames. Mm-hmm. We got um, Simon Pegg. We got I I forget her name, um, but she was in the last one. Uh, There's a couple of them. The um, the MI6 girl. Rebecca Ferguson. Yes, her. She was. She's great. Um, other than that, was it nice seeing uh, Kittredge back? It was honestly, uh, I I forgot that he was gonna be in it, and it was weird seeing him. And then I was like, oh yeah, that's right, he was gonna be in this. And then, it, <laughs> yeah, I totally forgot that he was gonna be in this one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it it was good. You can definitely tell that there was some De Palma. Uh, Wait, is that the director of the first one? I yep, forget. Brian De Palma. Yep. yep. They, there was a lot of his influence in this movie. You could definitely tell. Okay. So, uh, yeah, I would, yeah, go see this one for sure. And how about some of the some of the newcomers? Some of the newcomers. Haley Atwell. Oh, Carrie she's Elwes. fantastic. Uh, Carrie Elwes, Elwes, he was fantastic in it. Um, he he's a great bad guy. Mm. Um, Palm Clementi- Clementife? I'm trying to think of who that was. Paris? Paris. Oh, yeah. Okay. He um, also plays Mantis in the Guardians movies. Yes, yes, yes. She was great. Uh, 
But I mean, she's she's on screen a lot, but she's not on it a hundred percent of the time. Mm. So you kind of forget that she's there, but then when she pops back up, it's like, oh, that's right, she is in me. But yeah, she, <laughs> she is fantastic. I mean, everybody does a great job. Um, it's just a well-rounded, a well-rounded movie. I highly recommend it. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Uh, did you have a chance to see anything else uh, this weekend at all? Uh, or? Did I? No, I didn't watch anything else. That was the only thing. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. How about you? Did you watch anything? Uh, I watched my dishwasher stop working. Oh, I bet you that was riveting. <laughs> Very much so. Super <laughs> riveting. Just amazingly, amazingly fun to watch. I'm sure it was. <laughs> Although it was actually really night, like cool outside too. Mm-hmm. So I got some yard work done too. It was, it was kind of nice. Nice. Kind of nice. <laughs> but uh, what do you say we get into some of the movie news that happened this week? Let's do it. All right. First things first. For the last couple of weeks, we've had that writer strike going on, but now it's gotten a little bit, a uh, little bit more. Uh, bigger, I guess, as mm-hmm. the uh, the Actors Guild has joined in and is on strike now currently as well. Yeah, didn't the cast of uh, Oppenheimer walk out of their premiere? Yeah, so basically the premiere of Oppenheimer was actually moved forward a couple hours so that they okay. could be on the red carpet for a little bit before mm-hmm. the strike actually officially started because okay. it started at like 12 PST, you know, 12 Pacific mm-hmm. time. But mm-hmm. the premiere was in England. Oh, sure. Okay. And so they were on the red carpet for a little bit. But then basically once that time hit, they left, like completely left the premiere. They didn't even go into the movie. They just left. And then, you know, some of them were like flying back to basically join in the picket lines as soon as possible. Wow. But <sighs> yeah, like this, this whole thing is, it's something. Basically with the writers they're on strike because they don't get any sort of residuals from any sort of streaming platform okay so like with netflix let's say you know a couple years ago orange is the new black Mm -hmm. did amazingly well you know millions of people watched you know an episode within a week as as they were releasing or whatever right Mm -hmm. writers never saw anything from that they got like their their base pay but they didn't get any residuals you know even now as people are watching it they aren't getting any residual checks from that whereas you know if it was a tv show on television and it was going into syndication or something like that they would be getting residuals every time that it aired Mm -hmm. and so that's why they or that's one one of the few reasons that they went on strike in the first place is that all of the different studios we're basically like, yeah, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do that. We're not, we're not gonna give you anything. That's crazy. Okay. And like, uh, one of the writers actually shared his, you know, residuals check. Uh, he wrote the She-Hulk episode mm-hmm. where Daredevil came back. Okay. Guess how much the the check was for from everybody that watched it. I'm guessing probably. How many? I'm how many millions dollars. of people? How many millions of people watched it? Um, uh, well, millions, of course, but I'm guessing they probably got like next to nothing. So pro- I'm guessing, I'm guessing at most like ten bucks. No, they they did get six hundred. Oh, okay. But that's you know over however like however long of a time. But 
one of the most watched episodes of that show and you mm-hmm. got 600 bucks for it wow and like you know there's a lot of people that are like oh well you know the actor you know the the what the median income of a writer is like sixty nine thousand dollars or something sixty eight sixty nine thousand dollars mm-hmm. out in california but here's the thing that's the median that's the middle mm-hmm. which means half of all writers half of the writers of your favorite shows half of the writers of your favorite movies are making less than that mm-hmm. and if they're out in california that is way less than the than the uh, cost of living out there well that and plus like you're getting paid after it's done you're not getting paid while it's being made so it's like you're going all that time without getting anything and then you have to wait for it to be done before you get anything and or the residuals yeah yeah and then even then it's next to nothing and so like that that is one thing for the writers um, one Mm -hmm. of the big things for the actors guild that just went on strike is that studios want to basically like one of the things is that studios want to be able to take a background actor okay uh give them quote-unquote one day's worth of pay and basically scan their likeness and their voice and everything like that and basically own own that likeness and that voice reproduction everything like that through ai uh forever and they can use it however they want so with that if you're thinking about it say there's a background actor in a movie or you know one of the one of the one of the actors that's not in in like a a leading role Mm -hmm. they get paid for one day have their appearance you know their their face and everything scanned Mm -hmm. have their voice scanned and, and stored and then they make it big now all of a sudden you know they want to be choosy about which movies they take you know because they don't want to go into like this really kind of shady movie that you know they don't necessarily agree with like the message of the movie or anything like that right but the company that's making it is like you know what no you're gonna be in that movie because we own your likeness now and they they can't do anything about it right but like you think about it think about back in what 2012 or even before that when Mm -hmm. uh shoot when did that come out 2008 a little movie called twilight with a background or not background actor but you know a a secondary actress that nobody really had heard too much about Mm -hmm. one anna kendrick they go through they scan her likeness scan her voice get all of that anna kendrick starts making lots of you know lots of noise making becoming a bigger and bigger name Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden she starts appearing in all these other movies that she never filmed she's not getting any money for because she didn't do anything for it and they're using her name her reputation to sell these movies that she had nothing to do with and now all of a sudden you're taking a rising star and just being like yeah goodbye right yeah that that's just unfair that i feel like they should be getting something yeah well like not it's not even that it's just that they shouldn't be doing it in the first place is is the way that i feel about it Mm. because like if a company owns your likeness owns your voice you have no say in what projects you are part of then and then all of a sudden your reputation is is ruined or at, at the very least tainted because right you know you got attached to these 
really shady or really just not good movies mm -hmm. from the studio because they wanted to sell tickets to this horrible just cash grab of a movie that you had right. nothing to do with you weren't getting any compensation for mm -hmm. and it's just kind of ugh. and then uh, not only that but uh, some for the writer's strike portion of everything uh, I don't know if you had heard but there was a it wasn't like an official official release but somebody who was part of the oh it is the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, AMPTP, okay. uh, basically said that, like for the writer's strike that's been going on for a little while, that they are going to drag it on, you know, dra completely drag it out and keep it going uh, until writers start losing their houses and going broke so that they can come, so that they come back to the table at a lower advantage. They're willing to drag it out that long. Oh yeah. Oh wow. Okay. That's that's. <laughs> so uh, there's there's a lot of people that are not too happy with the uh, AMPTP because they basically said, yeah, we're willing to make you suffer so that we can make more money. Jeez. Because that's all it is is where the money is being allocated to. Mm-hmm. You know, is it is it going to these studio execs? Mm -hmm. Or is it going to the people that are actually making the product that are putting heart and soul into this? Or is it, you know, the people at the, you know, the studio executives that are making hundreds of millions of dollars per year mm -hmm. to say, eh, yeah, we'll, we'll do that one. Okay. Yeah, sure. We'll do that one. Oh, the people, now the people want to go actually go see Morbius. Let's, uh, let's re-release Morbius a second time. Yeah, we'll see if that one will do better this time around. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, they, they just missed it the first time around. Right. <laughs> so, it's 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 a, it's a thing. Wow. Well, I mean, I guess maybe maybe my job at the movie theater is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, like that's if the thing is like you know. As of right now, movies and television shows and all that kind of stuff, stuff that is already made mm -hmm. is still benefiting those that have made it. I mean, yep. not to an, an extent that they they want, but like especially at movie theaters or over the air television or cable or whatever you, however you mm -hmm. watch it, um, that is is still you know a, a very good way to help support the the actors, the the writers, the um, the stunt performers, you know, all of those people mm -hmm. that are integral er, in the success of the movie, right? To be compensated for it, so um, it's just watch out for the for the stuff that's being made right now, because it's being made by people that are basically like, eh, you know what? We're we're doing we're doing good enough. I'm just gonna go and and work right now. I'm gonna go do this. I'm going to cross the picket lines, you know, and there are some like indie stuff that is like getting a getting a quote unquote pass from mm -hmm. like the Screen Actors Guild and the Writers Guild and everything like that because they are indie. They aren't associated with a studio. Right. So that's why I say, you know, just kind of watch out for stuff that's being made right now because there's not going to be, you know, writers that are known for making movies like Dune. Mm -hmm. You know, it's writers that are known for 
TV shows like Flavor of Love. <laughs> right. So, just kind of a whole thing there. It's just a whole messed up situation. It is. It yeah. is. Speaking of studio executives, though. <laughs> Good segue. <laughs> right. Apparently, Bob Iger has had his contract extended through 2026. <sighs> okay. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, basically, there, there's been a lot of stuff going on with the executive group at Disney. So, I mean, there was the whole Bob Iger retiring and Bob Chapek coming in, and then nobody liked what Chapek was doing. So Bob Iger came back after they fired Bob Chapek. And now, like, a whole bunch of the board is kind of like a bunch of infighting and stuff. But they went through and they extended Bob Iger's contract through uh, 2026. But couldn't we all agree that Bob Iger is, like, the worst thing about Disney right now? <laughs> he was he was doing really good. He was. And then he opened his mouth. Yep. Where basically he said, or he came out and said that, you know, the, the picketing is, is bad for business and blah, blah, blah. And basically was blaming the writers and the actors for the situation that they were in. Oh, okay. Um, whereas he is set to receive $27 million for each of the two years that his contract has been extended, plus the uh, same amount in stock options for each year, I believe, plus however many uh, millions in bonuses that he gets. Jeez. That dude's just swimming in it. Yep. So, um, yeah, there's... There's, there's a lot of people that are not happy. Um, one thing I will say is just kind of, if you, if you hear news about this, just kind of watch out where it's coming from. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times, like, especially for something like if it's coming from ABC, ABC is owned by Disney. Yes. So they have a very kind of, um, biased stake in this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm where they will in and have been shown to intentionally word their headlines to not outright blame but use negative words when it comes to the actors and the writers and you know their unions and use more positive words when it comes to the studio executives and the the uh, AMPTP so it's like i said it's so a whole thing up. it's a whole thing it's so um, messed up. But. And usually I don't like kind of talking about this kind of stuff on the podcast. Yeah. But something like this is just, it it didn't sit right with me, especially after having, you know, some executives come out and basically be like, yeah, we want, we want our writers homeless so that when they finally come to the table, we have just that much more of an upper hand. And, you know, basically saying yeah we don't we don't want to we don't want to actually pay you for any streaming stuff because that just means more money for us and that's good because we obviously use that money instead of hoarding it what who said that what so that they can continuously make crap yeah yeah there's that too there's that too i mean if they would actually like put out good quality there's some stuff that's coming in I mean, sure, there is, but... What? 
there's also other stuff that's just kind of like, why would we want to go watch that? Right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. How about how about we uh, move on to some uh, happier news? I mean, I wouldn't say that DC is necessarily happy, but okay, let's go for it. <laughs> happier than this. Uh, so, <laughs> going into some other news, we actually have some casting announcements for Superman Legacy, which is the new uh, Superman movie that James Gunn is making. Okay. And it looks like uh, two major people that have been cast, Nathan Fillion, who is cast as Guy Gardner, who is a member of the Green Lantern Corps. Okay. And also Anthony Kerrigan as Metamorpho. And so it, Andy Kerrigan uh, was in Barry. Mm-hmm. I think he was kind of the, the latest thing that he was known for. Okay. Uh, but he is he has a very kind of distinctive look. Uh, he was also Victor uh, Zaz in Gotham. Ah, uh, okay. But he has a very distinctive look because he has alopecia. Yes. And so he basically has lost all of his hair mm-hmm. and like, not just, you know, the top of his head, but like his eyebrows, eyelashes, all of his hair. Um, and so when he was cast as Metamorpho, he actually was like, has a connection to the role mm-hmm. because Metamorpho, uh, and this is coming from somebody who hasn't read the comics. This is just kind of me reading what, he has said about this uh basically says you know this character from what i've learned of the source material he didn't like the way that he looked and i can really relate to that you know when he got his powers he thought it was a curse that's something that i really felt as well in my case it turned i turned it around and saw it as a blessing so i'm excited to bring that to the table with this character mm-hmm. so and, it, uh, I'm sorry. Yep. no no and then also to uh with nathan fillion mm-hmm uh, the character he's going to be playing, he's going to be playing uh, probably what people have described as the most, I, I, I guess, cocky and I guess Deadpoolish uh, version of, I guess, like in, well, I shouldn't say of the Green Lantern, but in the Green Lantern core. Mm-hmm. So, like, he's just very cocky, very. He talks a lot. Yeah. He's, he's the bad boy of the Green Lantern he, Corps. Yep. He's got a lot to say. <laughs> he's the lantern with the mouth? Exactly. Yes. <laughs> Very nice. I don't know. It should be, it should be interesting to see kind of where... Uh, there's there's going to be so much going on in this movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel I'm, like it's going to be too much. It's possible, yeah. That's what I'm kind of tentative about. Mm-hmm. We'll have to, we'll have to see how it goes. But I mean, ensemble like James Gunn is good with ensembles. He is. So. He is very good. I just hope he doesn't uh, become prey to the classic blunders. <laughs> good. I like that one. <laughs> uh, which brings us to our next movie news, which is that the movie uh, Prey, which is the the Predator spinoff, mm-hmm. has been nominated for a horror Emmy, horror Emmy, for outstanding TV movie. I didn't even know they had this, and I'm happy that they do. Yeah. Well, like that's kind of the weird thing is, is that it's not an outstanding movie. It's outstanding TV movie. I like it. Okay. Because it was direct to streaming. Mm-hmm. And so they're that's considering true. that TV. Yeah. Yeah, because it came directly to Hulu. Mm-hmm. But like, well, Prey was very good. I liked it. So yeah. The weird. The weird thing is that 
Netflix stuff is getting Oscars. Though no, that is true, but so I don't Hulu know. is getting just weird nominations. But whatever, it's okay. <laughs> Take uh, what we can get. But yeah, so I I don't know. It it's weird to me that it's a TV movie and not a movie movie. <laughs> a movie movie movie. <laughs> but. I don't know. What do you? What do we say? We uh, move on to the, our next movie news. Let's go down that labyrinth. Ah, I get it because it's Guillermo del Toro. You got it. So Guillermo del Toro is making a Frankenstein movie. Mm-hmm. Apparently, what what we're hearing is that uh, the producer of Frankenstein, uh, J. Miles Dale, okay. has basically said that Guillermo del Toro actually wants to make a monster universe. So he was going to with Universal as far back as about 2008. Really? Okay. Yes. And so he wanted to make, you know, Frankenstein's Bride, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Invisible Man, The Wolf Man, but he never did. He did make Shape of Water. He did. Which was basically kind of a version of some creature. It could be Creature from the Black Lagoon. It could be something else. But basically that was kind of his his kind of start of it i guess mm-hmm. okay uh but now he wants to basically like i said basically make his own monster universe uh to show universal how it's done up uh, his own dark universe dun 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 uh, just don't put tom cruise in it right uh so i think we talked about this before but guillermo del toro's frankenstein movie mm-hmm. based off of the original novel Yep. But I think it is, is more taking place in modern times. I could be wrong there. We haven't seen anything for it yet. Right. Uh, it, it looks like Andrew Garfield, Oscar Isaac, and Mia Goth are all on board to star. Oh, that's right. I forgot about Mia Goth. So, I'm down for this. This should be good. <laughs> I like well, Guillermo del Toro. He His creature design is so good. Right, right. It should he, be... Uh, should be pretty fun to see. Uh, I, I look forward to I seeing agree. more for it. Me too. Uh, there is something that I probably won't see. Well, I, I haven't seen the original, I should say. <laughs> I haven't either, honestly. Uh, Return of the Living Dead, which is a spoof of the uh, George A. Romero films. Yep. And it's a zombie horror it's a spoof, like I said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but basically, it came out in 1985. And there's been what five, six movies, something like that. Or this will, this like will be that, the sixth. Yeah. This will yep. be the sixth. It won't be an outright remake, but it's not necessarily going to be a sequel. Okay. So, uh, if you want to go ahead, you can go ahead and uh, watch all of them. I think I will. Um, these are like comedy horror, though, so it could be up your alley. Could be. Could be. You just have to see what it's like could be but i'm probably i think it's probably a safer bet that you probably won't could be (laughs) could be (laughs) uh it is on prime okay uh when foreman frank shows new employee freddie a secret military experiment in a supply warehouse in louisville kentucky the two klutzes accidentally release a gas that reanimates corpses into flesh-eating zombies as the epidemic spreads through the town and the creatures satisfy their hunger in gory and outlandish ways frank and freddy fight to survive with the help of their boss and a mysterious mortician hmm. you know 
you know, that old story. Right. <laughs> but, like I said, uh, it, it looks like it still will be including the same brand of R-rated dark humor the series is famous for. Cool. Uh, let's see here. And it looks like they have picked a director. Okay. But I have no idea who this is. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Steve Walsh. W-O-L-S-H. Okay, yeah, that doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, because he's directed two things. Okay. Muck, Muck in 2015. <laughs> okay. And Kill Her Goats in 2023. And I've seen neither, so... Right. Okay. Uh, my guess is that this is just going to be going right to streaming, if anything. Okay. okay. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, that... Uh, that is the end of our movie news then uh do you have anything else you want to say about any of that stuff uh no i'm good <laughs> right uh well that brings us to our movie trailers for this week woo the <laughs> woo the first one that we have is the new wonka trailer i want to hear your thoughts first you want to hear my thoughts yes so uh, when we first announced this i thought this was going to be more adult orientated and this is definitely not no um i i think it could work um it's timothy chalamet doing his best impression of gene wilder um i don't know i it it look it it it, it, it it looks way too kitty. It does. It looks way too kitty. If 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 I'm gonna be honest, okay. Especially when I thought that it was going to be a little bit more adult orientated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm still gonna give it a chance. So, the word that I would use for this is whimsy. Yeah, that's a good word for it. I uh, and I mean not like, not like the kind of i wouldn't say more adult oriented whimsy like gene wilder was mm-hmm. but like kind of the more like gene wilder was more of a grounded whimsy yeah uh johnny depp was more of an eccentric whimsy yes whereas this is just a magical whimsy mm-hmm. which it it felt very so prequel of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, but Mary Poppins-esque. Yes. Does that kind of make sense? It does. So, with this trailer, basically, it is a prequel. Mm -hmm. Uh, We basically find out kind of how Willy Wonka gets his start in the chocolate business. Mm -hmm. Uh, We find out kind of the the hurdles that he had to overcome to start his chocolate factory. Um, How he had to battle against the, what do they call him? The chocolate cartel. <laughs> yep. Uh, to basically battle against them in order to open up a shop. Because mm-hmm. you can't open up a shop unless you sell chocolates. And you can't sell chocolates unless you open up a shop. Yep. Uh, for me, Timothy Chalamet... I mean, I love him in Dune. Mm-hmm. He is amazing in Dune. And this one, he seems like somebody who's trying to act... Like a con- to me, it felt like a combination of Gene Wilder and Johnny Depp. Okay. Uh, but that doesn't have that inherent uh, 
kind of comedic tendencies, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, because like right. with, with Gene Wilder, obviously great comedy. You know, his whimsy right. could actually lead into comedy, but he mm-hmm. could still be grounded. Whereas right. Johnny Depp, great comedy, just weird comedy. But with Timothy Chalamet, it does kind of feel more like somebody who's always has always been known for more serious roles trying to break into that I keep saying it, but whimsical kind of woohoo, look at me well, kind even, of thing. Right. Well e- even so too with even him playing Willy Wonka, like it seems like even though this movie is supposed to be an origin story, it seems like he he's the same as he's always been mm-hmm. and like he he hasn't changed since or well he's still the same as he was when he was when the first movie came out like it just seems like he knows everything right like like right, like right off the bat right and right. it's like it seems like he needs to learn stuff but it doesn't seem like that doesn't have the case in this movie like he knows everything but like he's teaching this girl all these other things and teaching her but other than i don't know i i guess we'll have to see more once we get more trailers and actually see the movie but yeah right now yeah i'm just on the fence yeah and i mean like he he does the whole you know quiet up and listen down yeah scratch that reverse it but it's a very kind of it's a very weird delivery mm-hmm. that that okay so his delivery of all of the lines like all of the kind of offbeat stuff is a very very weird delivery which mm-hmm. i mean here's the thing i am willing to give it a chance because i've been wrong before right joseph gordon levitt right in uh the walk right mm-hmm. when he had the french accent and i was like oh that is weird but i gave it five minutes i got used to it and then I enjoyed the movie. Mm-hmm. With this one, might be the same. I don't know. We'll have to see. Exactly. Uh, although, so throughout the entire thing, I was kind of, eh, okay, yeah, okay, mm-hmm, yep, okay. Oh, that's kind of cool. Oh, hey, look, it's Mr. Bean. Oh, hey, <laughs> look, it's uh, Keegan-Michael Key. That's pretty yeah. cool. And then Hugh Grant showed up. Yeah, that was the worst part of the trailer. <gasps> What are you talking about? That was the that best was, part. That, I, I, he looks so bad as an Oompa Loompa. That was the it's, best uh, part. Are you, are you whole, kidding? Uh, no, I did not like that at all. <laughs> Although, did you notice that he played the uh, the flute music from Gene Wilder's Willy Wonka? He, he did, yes. And the Oompa, he, he looks way too small than the other Loompa Loompas from the Gene Wilder. Right. So, let me see. I'm I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to play something here. Okay. So you're the funny little man who's been following me. I will have you know that I am a perfectly respectable size for an Oompa Loompa. Number what now? Allow me to refresh your memory. Oh, I don't think I want to hear that. Too late. I've started dancing now. Once oh, we start, we can't oh. stop. <sighs> just hearing that makes me cringe. I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh I laughed my butt off when that happened. Oh. That that made me laugh. That <laughs> made me enjoy the trailer. 
Okay, well, I'm It's too glad. late now. I've, I've started dancing. Once we started <laughs> dancing, we can't stop. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, that, that kind of surprises me that you really didn't like that. Yeah, they, like, I wanted to like it, but mm. then the more I watched, like, I watched the trailer again, I was like, no, there's just something about this just doesn't sit right with me. <laughs> wow, okay, okay. Yeah. And that's odd for me, because I, w- I would normally like that, but just something with just i don't know like i love hugh grant i think it might just be the size difference that it doesn't look like the oompa loompa from the gene wilder ones i don't know i don't know maybe i'll have to give the movie a chance and see maybe it'll be different once i see the movie i don't know we'll see maybe but right now right now i am on the fence travis yes this, this is all that the trailer is asking you to do. Okay? Mm-hmm. This, this is it. Take a chance on me. Okay? <laughs> I will not. <laughs> no, just joking. <laughs> Scratch that, reverse that. I guess I will. Nice. Very nice. Uh, but yeah, so Wonka trailer... You didn't like it, which surprises me, but I can see it. So I'm, we're, yeah, okay. But our our next trailer is one that we've already talked about, mm-hmm. but they released a new one, uh, and that is the trailer for the creator. So we got a little bit more of the story now. This is the one where uh, a AI has basically nuked L.A. and mm-hmm. started up a war between uh, humans and robots, mm-hmm. and the humans have to go and find this like crazy ultimate weapon that ends up being a robot that looks like a child. Yep. And so our main character then basically becomes a protector of this child. And it looks like he's going to try to, I mean, definitely going to try to change things so that humans and robots can live together kind of thing mm-hmm. is my guess. Uh, but this trailer made me more excited for the movie question mark. <laughs> i've been i've been a huge supporter of this movie i think this movie looks great yeah Yeah. i mean like i know with the last trailer we were both like this this movie looks good Mm -hmm. this one made me want to see it more okay that's great uh but uh yeah like i i don't know what what all i can really say about it i mean it looks beautiful yes yes it it it's giving me ah uh, okay let me let me wrap my mind around this here quick it's it's giving me district 9 rogue 1 yes vibes so if district 9 and rogue 1 had a baby it would be the creator it'd be the 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 style of the creator yes okay all right like like the visual style gotcha okay that that's what i'm getting like mhm not prequel Star Wars, not exactly new Star Wars, but like Rogue One, where it kind of takes place in between the prequels and mm-hmm. the originals, where it's there's still new stuff, but there's older stuff, mm-hmm. and you know it's like a lived-in world, but there's also like, I mean, there's there's robots and there's you know wars happening and right, um, you know, like I said with with District Nine, you know, it, it's kind of like that dystopian it, the dystopian future from district nine mm-hmm. with 
kind of the the robots and the technology and you know kind of the visual style of rogue one right and the action looks great i yes. mean it 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 just looks it looks fantastic i'm super excited for september 29th very much so and then uh oh what was let me see if i can find it in the trailer here what do you want sweetie for robots to be free oh uh we don't have that in the fridge do you want ice cream <laughs> <laughs> it does good. I mean, it it looks really good. Mm-hmm. It does. Uh, I I suggest watching the watching the trailer for the creator if you have an opportunity to. Um, oh, and I I didn't say Wonka, December fifteenth. Okay. So we still have some time to see more trailers. Mm-hmm. You you have more time to be cringe cringed out by Hugh Grant as Oompa Loompas, or more time to be convinced. There you go. There you go. There. Uh, the Creator, September 29th. Cool. Uh, but that brings us to our next trailer that came out. Uh, going from uh, robots and war to war and uh, radioactive lizards. Gojira. The, there's a new trailer coming from Toho Studios. <laughs> Godzilla Minus One, which basically I feel like takes place right after the bombs go off or not like right after the bombs go off but soon after the bombs go off yeah uh they said it takes place right after world war ii okay okay so like uh hiroshima nagasaki they are they are still kind of just rubble unfortunately Mm -hmm. uh but like i said this is coming from toho studios this is the studio that originally came out with godzilla um you know they came out with shin godzilla not too long ago and i don't know if this is a sequel to shin godzilla or not a sequel, but like a prequel, or if it's just kind of, you know, just another in the line of Godzilla movies. I thought I heard that it's supposed to be a, like a, a sequel, almost like a prequel to Shin Godzilla, but I'm not 100% sure since I haven't seen that one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I see it, I can kind of give the dish on that a little bit later on, but... Um, yeah, that's all I got for that right now. But and this trailer that uh, that came out, mm-hmm. it looks brutal. And it looks beautiful. Yes, very much so. But just like some of the stuff that's going on in this trailer, like Godzilla is literally going and taking a bite out of the ground where like people yeah. are and stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's uh, it, it's looking like I said, just brutal and bleak and beautiful beautifully designed does it almost seem like godzilla is not so much the protector in this one and more like like he is a monster in this one yeah yeah very much so well i mean like okay he he always has like originally was always meant to be a monster because Mm -hmm. he is uh you know like uh i was reading this whole thing a while ago so you know forgive me if i if i'm misremembering anything or misquoting or anything like that but basically like you know godzilla came about from well after world war ii Mm -hmm. you know and the people of japan had a very kind of negative relationship with nuclear stuff Mm -hmm. after world war ii which is why godzilla as as a monster came about from nuclear testing and the nuclear bombs and all that kind of stuff Whereas you think of, you know, like stuff over here in America, 
like nuclear waste and stuff like that or, or not necessarily nuclear waste but like that kind of stuff can give you powers and make you a superhero mm -hmm. rather than create monsters like Godzilla and because we have a, a bit of a better relationship with just nuclear stuff in general especially back in that in those days mm -hmm. sure sure and so again forgive me if I'm if I'm misremembering something but I think that and that's that's basically how Godzilla came about was uh, the creator I think I think the creator survived Hiroshima oh really I didn't know that uh sorry not he did, was not a survivor of Hiroshima um but yeah Godzilla was definitely created out of the nuclear disaster in Japan after the devastation of the Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombings okay uh was conceived as a metaphor for nuclear weapons so basically Godzilla wasn't created by the nuclear weapons but causes devastation like nuclear weapons you know with his nuclear mm -hmm. breath and everything like that too sure you know just is a is a metaphor and kind of just the devastation caused by all that kind of stuff originally so then, all right so then obviously then the u.s version of it he's more of a protector than he is anything else and then the japanese version is okay yep i gotcha i got what you're cooking he is the king of the monsters yes he is let them fight yeah he's, he's very much not uh, not even really a like in the uh, in the 2014 mm -hmm. version he's not even really a protector he's just establishing his domain right exactly and i mean just i think like what they were saying in the movie too is you know to godzilla we are basically ants or less than ants mm -hmm. you know yes there are some ants that uh can can hurt you mm -hmm. oh sure but it has to be a very coordinated attack mm -hmm. in order to to hurt you which is what happened with godzilla in the movies is there's a very coordinated attack on godzilla in order right. to try to bring godzilla down but then we're like oh no we have to let godzilla fight the muda <laughs> so uh godzilla minus one i might yes. have to check this out i think this looks good so i don't know about an american release okay but it looks like it's it's going to be this winter okay i thought i saw somewhere like december something yeah so on the on the um trailer that we have it says in theaters nationwide december 1st but this is on the godzilla official by toho Okay. So I don't know if this is actually the, if they're talking about it releasing in Japan or if they're talking about it releasing here. Well, I know, I mean, it, it could be. I mean, I, I don't know if this would be like what they do with anime, but I know like with anime, when it premieres in Japan, it can be simultaneously, simultaneously, simultaneously uh, streamed between... Japan and here mm -hmm. which is why they have their 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 content and then we would have our dubbed version here in the US okay okay so I don't know I mean I don't think they would do dubbed here obviously for this I think they would keep it with the with the Japanese language but they might do both they might do subs yeah. and dubs yeah, who knows? I mean, we'll have to wait and see, but... There you go. Uh, but that brings us to our next trailer here. 
and that trailer is for the blue beetle this is the final trailer that has come out here um yes i want to be excited for this movie you're not feeling it i'm not feeling it i'm tentatively excited about this but i don't know the only the only thing that's kind of giving me pause for it is i don't know where it's ending up in the whole dc universe rearrangement well technically this is supposed to be the start of the reboot i mean superman legacy is supposed to be like the official restart but like this is supposed to be the start of it okay so i don't know this the whole dc stuff is such a mess yes very much so but this looks this looks fun it looks like it's not taking itself too seriously which makes me happy right yes yeah. yes um i i really don't know what else to say about it shout out to george lopez haven't seen him in forever <laughs> a little bit yeah yeah bit. and his hair oh my goodness he's <laughs> he, he's got quite the mullet going on just a little bit yeah um but i mean it i mean the action looks good mm-hmm um some of the cgi like him flying looks a little cheesy ish but i could possibly get past that um i don't know i mean again i am on the fence on this one i just it's a possibility i i'll probably see this one but i just don't know i i guess i'm just gonna have to see it and make a judgment of my for myself just just because i feel like it's gonna have to be done because this is the start of a whole new dc universe and yeah and i want to see where this goes so i guess let's go blue beetle let's (laughs) see where this goes perfect perfect uh all right uh that brings us to our next trailer (laughs) which is the trailer for the retirement plan (laughs) (laughs) nicholas cage man nicholas cage (laughs) okay how many movies has he been in in the last year too many um well i mean we know he had uh the unbearable weight of massive talent Mm mm-hmm Okay, so uh, let's let's go back to 2021. Okay. Prisoners of the Ghost Land. Okay. That we talked about, uh, where he was the main character in that. Okay. <laughs> Willy's Wonderland. I think we talked a little bit about that. Uh, Pig. Yep. Unbearable weight of massive talent in 2022. Yep. Uh, Butcher's Crossing. Yep. The Old Way. Yep. Which was like the Western, which was 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, Renfield, 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, his uncredited Superman in The Flash. Right. Uh, and then, let's see here, Retirement Plan, Sympathy for the Devil. Those are both coming out 2023. Yep. And then he's got three more movies coming out 2024, and then Lords of War, whenever that's coming out, and then one more. So So that's like eight, or nine, sorry. Yeah, he's, he's, got, he's got a lot. Uh, but Retirement Plan... <laughs> basically 
uh, this woman and her husband get kidnapped and their daughter goes to uh, her grandpa who is Nicolas Cage mm-hmm. and he has to go and try to save them and it works out because he's an ex-assassin yes he is <laughs> I mean, and the cast of this movie, I mean, Ron Perlman, mm-hmm. Ernie Hudson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's... Jackie Earl Haley. Uh, Jackie Earl Haley. Forgot about uh, Rorschach there. Man, mm-hmm. um... Uh, this... Uh, <laughs> The one scene in the trailer that stands out to me the most is the scene where she throws the gun and it's that awful edit of her throwing it and him catching it. Him jumping off the boat to catch it? <laughs> yep. Yes. Yep. Uh, Joel David Moore is also in it. Okay. You know who that is, right? Uh, remind me. I'm sorry. <laughs> also Norm from Avatar. Okay, yep. Norm! Uh, <laughs> no way. So, uh, his daughter is played by Ashley Green. Okay. Uh, who was in a movie that we talked about, or I kind of mentioned in passing uh, earlier in the episode. And Just was in today? the rest of the, uh, yes, and was in the rest of the series of movies, of which I, I briefly talked about the first one. You know what I am. Say it. Oh, Twilight. <laughs> Renesmee? Yeah. Or, uh, or, no, she uh, Ashley was Alice Cullen. Oh, uh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Ashley Green. And she is <laughs> going to be the daughter of Nicolas Cage in The Retirement Plan. I love it. Okay. But uh, it it looks like a lot of fun. It looks ridiculous. Um, it, it looks like Nicolas Cage. Yeah. And Ron, Ron Perlman. This old guy is killing everybody. <laughs> uh, I don't know why why we enjoy Nicolas Cage being his Nicolas Cageiest, but he that's when he's at his best. Right. Oh, somebody here said it looks like so much fun. It's almost as if Nicolas Cage is playing Sean Connery's character from The Rock. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh that's you. I like that. Ooh. Yes. 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 Mm. Yes, quite. <laughs> but that brings us to our next trailer, which looks just as ridiculous, uh, at least for the beginning part of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the trailer for The Holdovers. Oh, I should say Retirement Plan, as of right now, does not have a release date listed. And Blue Beetle is going to be August 18th, just in case you were wondering. Okay. Uh, re- holdovers. Shout out to the person who made this trailer because I love the old-fashioned trailer feel to this. Yeah, I, it it feels like a like a what late seventies eighties trailer, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So basically, holdovers is uh, Paul Giamatti, mm-hmm. who is a teacher at a school, uh, and nobody really likes him. Yep. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> nobody really likes him, and basically. Over the winter break, everybody leaves except for those that have nowhere to go. And Paul Giamatti gets chosen to be the babysitter of these students that have nowhere to go for the winter break. Uh, And basically, 
it, it starts off with the the whole you know like oh don't do that don't do that rah 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 blah mm-hmm. very curmudgeonly kind of New England prep school kind of stuff and then turns into you know the him and the student and the one other staff member that is there basically becoming good friends almost like a family yeah. of sorts mm-hmm. and it definitely feels like a I would say probably a pretty good uh, feel good drama mm-hmm. is is my guess as to what this is going to be yeah like I feel like they're gonna all come together and they're gonna all like like each other in the end and oh very much so yes oh yeah uh, but yeah so basically uh Paul Giamatti, I think, is kind of the the most well-known out of all of them. I would say, yeah. Uh, because it also has uh, Divine Joy Randolph mm-hmm. uh, as as Mary, uh, Dominic Sessa as Angus, and this is his first movie. Wow. Okay. Oh, wow, okay. From the trailers, it did not feel like his first movie. Yeah, no, he was really hitting it out, out of the park. Right, right. Uh, Tate Donovan is going to be in it. Okay. But yes, the holdover. This honestly looks pretty good. It does. It looks like a, a like I said, a, a feel-good drama for uh, the, the holiday season, as mm-hmm. it will be coming out, well, select theaters October 27th, uh, everywhere November 10th. Okay, so right around that time, so that's pretty good. Yeah. So, should be should be interesting to see. I like it. Which brings us to our last trailer of the night, and that trailer is Zom 100, Bucket List of the Dead. Uh, so this is going to be going over to Netflix. Uh, we can't decide if this is a movie or a series. It looks like it's a movie, but I feel like with how much is going to be done in this, it feels like it has to be more of a series. Yeah. Uh, and it is going to be uh, English subtitled, mm-hmm. just as a heads up for you. Yeah, pretty. Yes, it is. <laughs> so, uh, basically, the the premise of it is the main character like hates his life. You know, hates having to go to work because he works at a very kind of exploitative company mm-hmm. where his boss is always harassing him and uh, basically like, you know, I need that budget now. What are you doing? What, work on the budget now. What are you? Where, where are you going? You can't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a zombie outbreak happens. Does that mean I don't have to go to work? <laughs> <laughs> yes! Uh, and then, so, you know, he's, he's trying to figure out what to do, and he figures out that he can't do what he wants. Right. So he would rather get eaten by zombies. Mm-hmm. But he comes up with a bucket list of 100 things he wants to do before becoming a zombie. And so he, he basically goes through this list one by one, uh, where he experiences stuff like stay-at-home camping, paragliding... Mm-hmm. Uh, what is, what is sup yoga? I don't actually know what that is. I wonder if it was when they were on the, on the boats. Oh, stand up paddleboard. Yeah. Stand up paddleboard yoga, uh, and other long held dreams. And basically one of his dreams is to become a superhero who saves everyone. And so he decides to battle the zombie army. (laughs) And that's when the zombie shark shows up. Yeah, that was, that was awesome. <laughs> I was out of left field. It was? I was like, wait, is that a zombie shark? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. 
Uh, I don't know. This one kind of just seemed... I don't know. What do you think? I think I think this looks entertaining. I definitely want to watch this. Um, mm. I also want to check out the anime. Uh, okay. I don't know if I necessarily want to watch it before I see this, but maybe like afterwards, um, just to see how the difference is compared. But um, I think this looks yeah entertaining. I want to see this. Just the like zombie makeup looks amazing even mm. though it looks kind of cheesy it still looks great right right um the comedy is there and i i want to see if he makes it through his bucket list there you go yeah uh, but that is our last uh trailer of the night travis do you have anything else you want to say about any of the other trailers I I've got nothing. All right. Well, then uh, visit us at Facebook for Facebook.com slash movies are thing. We also on Twitter and Instagram at movies are thing. No space dashes slashes anything like that at movies are a thing. <sighs> Come on by and say hi. <laughs> that one took a little bit more out of me. Messed up a little bit there in the middle. <laughs> uh, but that brings us <laughs> made it through. Uh, that brings us to our movies that are premiering this week, and this week is a big one. It's Barbenheimer week. It is Oppen Barbie. <laughs> so the first movie that we have is Oppenheimer. This one is rated R and will be in theaters. Physicist J. Robert Oppenheimer works with a team of scientists to develop the atomic bomb. IMDb Rotten Tomatoes Metacritic did not have a score for this one yet. I think we've talked this one to death quite a lot. Mm-hmm. I think we're both excited to go see it. Oh, we sure are. Uh, this looks fantastic. Yep. Got, you gotta love Clive Owen, or not Clive Owen, my goodness. Clive Owen? <laughs> wow. Killian Murphy. There you go. <laughs> um, Christopher Nolan, I mean, great director. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The Emily visuals Blunt. look made, yeah. Emily Blunt, Matt Damon. Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. Alden Ehrenreich. Heck in the trailer. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Alden Ehrenreich, Scott Grimes, Jason Clark. Yeah, so many big names. Uh, it, it, there's like, there's not a lot of CGI besides obviously like the explosions. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Okay. Oh. Uh, Josh Hartnett, Alex Wolf, Florence Pugh, all in oh, it. That's right. David Desmalkian is in it. That's right. Dane DeHaan is in it. Right. Jack Quaid is <laughs> oh in it. God. Gustav Skarsgård is in it. Oh, man. There's just so many. There's so many. Um, And then cinematography by one of Nolan's favorites. Mm-hmm. Hoyt Van Hoytma. Hoyt. <laughs> Hoyt Van Hoytma. Uh, Hoyt Hoyt? Music by Ludwig Gornson. Okay. Who also uh, has done some some well-known stuff, especially for Christopher Nolan. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, just within the last, what, three years? Let's see here. Or, sorry. Let me let me go back a little bit, back, a little bit further. Okay. Uh, right. He did the music for Black Panther. Oh, okay. Right? Uh, he did the music for Venom. 
He did the music. Did he do it for the first Creed? He did it for Creed 2. He was did the music for Creed 2. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the Mandalorian. He did the uh, opening score for The Mandalorian. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Tenant. Mm-hmm. Uh, Book of Boba Fett. Turning okay. Red. Uh, Wakanda Forever. Okay. And then uh, Oppenheimer, yeah. Wow. He's, he's done a few... A few different things. Okay. Oh, yeah, he did the original Creed. There nice. it is. Uh, he does a lot of stuff with chi- uh, Childish Gambino. Oh, that's okay. Awesome. Uh, Mr. Donald Glover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just, that's his composer credits. Mm-hmm. But he he has... Uh, he, he does very good music. <laughs> uh, yeah, just uh, everything about this movie seems like it's going to be pretty dang good. Um... It's going to be a downer of a movie. Oh, it will. Yeah. <laughs> it will be. And so, um, yeah, we'll talk about it after the next one. But, uh, yeah, it's three hours long mm-hmm. without any trailers or anything like that. So just plan for that. Sweet. Rated R. Uh, I wonder what makes it R. Uh, let's see if we can figure that out. Uh, some sexuality, nudity, and language. Okay. <laughs> there are brief scenes of strong sex, which include breast and buttock nudity. <laughs> That's what it All says. Right. All right. <laughs> I was just wondering if, like, they were going to show, like, somebody's face melting or something like that. Or... Right, right. Yeah, there's nothing in violence and gore. Okay. So, it's all just sex and nudity. Dang, Christopher mm. Nolan putting all that sex and nudity in our movies. Is <laughs> that something I normally would expect from Christopher Nolan, but all right. Right, right. <laughs> um, and then, I know we talked about it before, but some of it's going to be in color, some of it's going to be black and white. Yep. Um, I'm almost positive we're going to hear Killian Murphy say the uh, say the infamous line. Mm-hmm. Um, I am now become Death Destroyer of Worlds. Oh, yeah. Or now I am become Death the destroyer of worlds uh and basically we'll like i said i don't know how how much of a timeline this is going to be uh but i feel like it is at least partially going to be kind of a like oppenheimer reflecting on creating this weapon Mm -hmm. of mass destruction and you know what it what it all was used for do you think they'll show any of the bombings uh they do show at least one explosion Okay. Because Christopher Nolan has been on record as saying that they recreated the explosion without without CGI. But that does not mean that they didn't use like visual effects or special right. effects. Right, right, right. Just without like specifically CGI. It's still that that's beautiful. So all right. um yeah, yeah, we'll have to see how this all goes. Should be fun. And by fun I mean heavy. Yeah, very heavy. <laughs> uh, but that brings us to our next movie, which is Barbie. This one is going to be rated PG-13 and will be in theaters. To live in Barbie land is to be a perfect being in a perfect place, unless you have a full-on existential crisis, or you're a Ken. Uh, <laughs> IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and Metacritic did not have a score for this one. Uh, <laughs> again, this is one that we've talked about endlessly before. Yes, we uh, have. These two movies, I am insanely excited for but i will not be able to watch them because i'm gonna be out of town starting on friday right after work 
and I don't have uh, enough time to watch him on Thursday nights. That really sucks, man. <laughs> I have too much to do and not enough uh, time to do it. Well, when do you get back on Sunday? Uh, like afternoon, evening, probably. Well, set aside four, five hours. <laughs> <laughs> how how long is Barbie? Uh, Hour honestly, and fifty four minutes. Okay, so you're so you're looking at like five hours of content here. Five and a half with <laughs> trailers, if not more. <laughs> Almost six hours of movies that is a day in and of itself it sure is <laughs> oh man um yeah this one looks ridiculous it looks hilarious i love it <laughs> um who knew who knew that two in their 30s men would be excited to see a barbie movie oh like everybody that i've shown the trailer to is like Dang it, now I gotta go watch a Barbie movie? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I I showed my mom the trailer to that today, and she's like, you actually want to see this? I was like, I'm so excited to see this, you have no idea. <laughs> oh, man. I... Uh, it looks hilarious. It really does. It, <laughs> and so, the cast is just amazing. Yes, absolutely. Um... I mean, what with, you know, Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, uh, Simu Liu, Will Ferrell, John Cena, Dua Lipa, Helen Mirren, uh, (laughs) Ariana Greenblatt, uh, Kate McKinnon is in there, Uh, I think I said Michael Sarah. America Ferreira, like, just, everybody. Mm -hmm. If they're not in Oppenheimer, they're in Barbie. Yep, exactly. The two biggest ensemble casts of the year. Right, right. Mission Impossible is getting there too, but oh, it is, yeah. Um, yeah. So I do have to say, even though it is going to be like six hours or so, mm-hmm. um, you know, five and a half, six hours, I would honestly suggest a double feature, just because these movies look so good. Oh, AMC has been marketing, uh, doing like the double feature, and that's what they've been selling the most tickets for. Is right. double features for Oppenheimer and Barbie. Right, and I know they were um, la- last week. I think we kind of talked about it too. They had already mm-hmm. sold like twenty thousand tickets for it, or something. Yeah. Yep. Uh, <sighs> you you will have to literally put aside an entire day. Now the question is. If you're not doing the AMC double feature, if you are doing your own double feature, which order do you watch them in? So I know we talked about this last week, mm-hmm. and I was saying how I want to watch Barbie first and then Oppenheimer. Right, right. But now, now after I've had about a week to think about it, I think you're right in that I should watch Oppenheimer first. Because that's going to be a heavy, a heavy movie. And I think you need Barbie at the end to lighten things up. So I know, I mean, that that's my theory. And that's the way that I want to watch this double feature. Yeah. That being said, I know some people want to watch Barbie first. Mm-hmm. Because basically they, they have a feeling like, you know, they go watch Oppenheimer. It is just a downer of a movie. And then you go to Barbie, 
and you're still in that downer mood and you won't be able to enjoy Barbie. That's true. So it's kind of just which direction of emotional whiplash you want to put yourself through. Mm -hmm. Do you want to go from, look, it's me, Barbie, to now I become death destroyer of worlds? Or do you want to be like, oh, look at this. I mean, there's this huge bomb that, you know, now is going to take the lives of, you know, however many thousands or millions of people. Oh, okay. Now, woo, life is plastic. It's fantastic. Woo. Uh, you know, it just kind of depends on, on which, which direction you want to go. <laughs> right. Oh, exactly. <laughs> I guess you just got to pick your poison. Right. Right? Plastic or nuclear fission? Right, exactly. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay, okay. So, there's, there's those two, but we do have one more movie for this week. Uh, and that is They Cloned Tyrone. This one is rated R and will be over on Netflix. Uh, a series of eerie events thrusts an unlikely trio onto the trail of a nefarious government conspiracy in this pulpy mystery caper. It's in the chicken. <laughs> So this is John Boyega, Jamie Foxx, and Tiona Paris. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it looks campy. It looks cheesy. It looks like a lot of fun. And talk about another ensemble cast. Jeez. Right, right. Jamie Foxx, Kiefer Sutherland, John Boyega, David Allen Greer, yeah. Tiona Paris. I mean, it should be, like I, said, like, like I was saying, it should be a lot of fun. But mm-hmm. yeah, like you said, it's a super good cast. It is. And, I mean, you can watch it at home at, on Netflix. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it, it looks like a lot of fun, too. I, like, it's been, I think it was a couple weeks ago, if not a week ago, that we had a three movie that I wanted to see weekend. And this is another one. So, this is fantastic. <laughs> if you could put me into the direction of the groovy elevator that brings us to the laboratory, I would be a step. Oh, uh, it's so great. Um, but yeah, these are all releasing on Friday. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. we'll have the Thursday premieres and everything like that, but, right. uh, those are our three movies for this week. Uh, Travis. Yes. You want to watch all three? I sure do. Are you going, uh, just in listed order here or are you switching stuff up? Mm-hmm. I'm going to keep it in listed order right now and okay. we'll see how it goes this weekend. Okay, so Oppenheimer, Barbie, and then they cloned Tyrone. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, <laughs> did you have anything else that you would like to say about any of these movies? Uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a long weekend, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> but that's all I got. <laughs> all right. Make sure you visit us Facebook. Wow. <laughs> uh, scratch that. Restart it. Make sure you visit us at Facebook or Facebook.com slash movies are a thing. We also on Twitter and Instagram at movies are a thing. No spaces, dash, slash, anything like that at movies are a thing. We also have a Patreon, Patreon.com slash movies are a thing. If you want to help support the podcast, we do have that over there. Travis. Yes, sir. I do believe it is about that time. Here it comes. Kill the outro. Thank you for listening to Movies Are a Thing. Be sure to tune in next week for more movies and tangents with us.
What's this? What's this? What is, is this? this? Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, what was it? Was it? Okay. Sorry. You're good. Mm, I don't know why, but when I was getting my water and stuff, mm -hmm. I randomly thought of this. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you knew this or not. Uh, we are all the ridiculous. 100, 100%. And then there's a bunch, like, I'm just looking at the suggested videos. Yeah. One hour of silence occasionally broken by groan tube. <laughs> One hour of silence randomly interrupted by the Lego breaking sound effect. Jeez. One hour of silence occasionally broken up by a dodgeball sound effect. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 Uh, do you mind giving me one second? Sure. Thank you. All right. Sorry about that. No, you're good. Let's see here. Oh man. Oh. No yawning, man. I it's too early. Help it. It's too early. Don't go towards the light. I can't help it. <laughs> you know what movie that's from? Uh, <laughs> the Fly. Uh, Ringo? Ringo? Ring? No. Nope. Think smaller. smaller. Older and smaller. Older, small. Older and smaller than lizards. Bugs Life? Ay. Ay. Okay, alright. I haven't seen that movie in forever. Right? That's a good one. I remember seeing that movie in theaters. We, it was a double feature that day. We saw Gladiator and A Bug's Life. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Hold on one second here. Let me... Okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. No! Harry, no! Don't look at the light! I can't help it. It's so beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> that one. Good stuff. No! No, Harry! Don't look no. at the light! I can't help it. It's so beautiful. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> uh, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Free donk a donk. Uh, 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 one second here. Okay. Should start selling merch that has that says one second. On. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I always edit these out, so. That's true. Okay, hold on. Hold on. Well, started dancing. Once I start, I cannot stop. What's that? <laughs> Just read, read, re saying the trailer in my head with the oh. Oompa Loompas. <laughs> you feel that now, Squidward? SpongeBob. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> mm. I'm a Barbie girl in a Barbie, in a Barbie world. world. Life is fantastic. fantastic. It's fantastic. It's fantastic. <laughs>
yes. We have been recording for two hours and six minutes. Uh. Woo. It felt like 30 minutes. It did. <laughs> it did. We missioned impossible did. Yes, we did. Dun, 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 dun. No, wait, that's wrong. <laughs> Finish him! Fatality! Fatality! Flawless victory! Liu Kang wins! <laughs> Johnny Cage, Luke Kang, Sub-Zero, Sonya Blade, Scorpion. Get over here! Reptile. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there was there was Scorpion and there was Reptile that basically were the exact same thing, right? Yes, they were, yep. Except in the movie, they actually made him a reptile. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That's what I have to say about that. Yep. Oh, hey, Travis. Yes. Uh, here. So you're the funny little man who's been following me. I will have you know that I am a perfectly respectable size for an Oompa Loompa. An Oompa what now? Allow me to refresh your memory. Oh, I don't think I want to hear that. Too late. I've started dancing now. Once we've started, we can't stop. I hate that so much. <laughs> it's too late now. I've it's started dancing. Now. Once we started dancing, I can't stop. Why is he so tiny? Because he's an Oompa Loompa. But he's so... But he's he's more tiny than normal. So I think... I'm guessing that is closer to the book representation of an Oompa Loompa, which they couldn't do in the original movies, or in the original Gene Wilder movie. I, su I, I suppose. Because if you think about the Johnny Depp one with Deep Roy as the Oompa Loompas, mm -hmm. he was kind of tiny in those movies. He like was. even even tinier than he usually is. Mm-hmm. So I think that's basically what they're saying is is like the actual size of an Oompa Loompa in the book, uh, because this is this is produced by the Roald Dahl Company. Okay. All right. So this is obviously more accurate to the books. All right. I believe so. All right. Well, yeah. Like I mean, more accurate to the books in that you know the size of the Oompa Loompas are the size right. of the Oompa Loompas. Right, right. I'm a perfectly respectable size for for an Oompa Maybe it's gonna grow on me. I don't know. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I'm a pro. <laughs> I'm a perfectly respectable size for an Oompa Once I start dancing, I cannot stop. No, Harry! No! Don't look at the light! I can't help, help it. it. <laughs> that's so good alrighty man I should probably get going though alright you go get some sleep I will try no guarantees S sounds good you have yourself a good night <laughs> yeah you too alright goodbye now goodbye 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 goodbye